There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, mm. pico de gallo, oh. purple cabbage, Yummy. and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Oh, baby. Let me tell I you. I think what? there's going to be a really controversial thing that's going to happen at the end of this episode. I may have gone ahead and teased my I don't think so, honey, to Bowen. And he he thinks he knows, but he doesn't know. But the fact of the matter is a large thing has happened in the culture. And I feel that it's created um, it's not a, what, ro- it's not what a roadblock think. for me. What? A roadblock. It's yeah. not what people. The, the large thing in the culture is not what people think. It's not like the top of mind thing. Although it's it's top of mind, just in terms of culture and core. I um, feel that this thing I'm going to talk about. Yeah. I'm just going. You know what? This is ridiculous. I'm just going to no, say no, what it is. No, 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 no. Save it for later. Save it. For- no, I refuse. Okay. This thing that I have found. Yep. Is that I tried to listen to Fiona uh-huh. fetch the bolt cutters. Yep. And I. Don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, you know, you you didn't listen to her old stuff, did you? I know criminal. Like I know, I know what I need to know. But and I, here's the thing: what bothers me so much is I know I'm wrong. It's like one of those things. No, it's it's not that. It's just that I think you haven't had. And this sounds so annoying, but I don't think you've had the supplemental materials to like close the gap in the understanding or of the appreciation of this. See, and album. this is the other thing. I knew this would bring this to light, which is 
along comes Fiona with this album and everyone's saying they love it. And then I'm like, I don't know. And then everyone's like, well, it's because you don't have the tools to really enjoy <laughs> Fiona with, you know, you don't have the culturally, you, of course no, you wouldn't get it. Not, oh, 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 oh. You would say the same thing about someone who like was hating on Kelly. You should like read the lyrics. You should read the, you should look up the lyrics to all these songs on Genius or something. I have read the lyrics. I, I trust me, I have done everything I can do to try and understand, not just liking it, because I get liking it. I don't think it's bad. It's just that 10 on Pitchfork and then like everyone universally being like, this is album of the year. This sure. is the best thing. And I'm just sure, like, sure, what? Sure. That, the Pitchfork thing, I mean, part of it was like to, drive clicks or whatever I'm you know sure. what it was they i know it they did that to start this conversation they did, they that did to start it this. and they then you know what they're trying to start a civil war in this country between Lot. people with taste between people with taste and people with no taste and get, mm. they're gonna get it they're gonna get it they're gonna get a war you're saying that pitchfork um gave their first perfect 10 score to an album in as many years specifically to start a rift between you and I, to compromise no, this. No, th I'm saying we are but a, but a microcosm. And we are always but a microcosm. It's actually rule of culture number 12. We, we are, are always but, but a, a microcosm. microcosm. <laughs> and here's the thing is I have to say that I actually have already death threats. I have wow. death threats from our, from our gay group chat. I have death threats from Joel Kim Booster and Josh Sharp that if I didn't, I don't think so, honey, today on Fiona, that would I would be you. I would be dead and they would kill me. You would so, be flayed. So just know that during this entire podcast episode, what's going to be racing, absolutely racing through the back of my mind is, do I want to be so brave as to face death in order to give a truthful I don't think so, honey? So that's going to be my internal narrative the whole time. Yeah, wow. Well, let's see if there's an arc to that in this episode. Let's you know, see if I you end up somewhere different. I hope I do. I mean, maybe maybe our guest will be able to convince me, although I don't know. Ooh, our guest could convince, could sell ice to Eskimos. Is that We've, okay to say? I, I think that's actually going to be okay to say, because I've bought whole blocks of ice from our guest, and it's just like any other ice, but it's just the way she sells it. By, the, by ice, you mean cocaine. Blocks of cocaine. Yeah, she's my coke girl. She's my coke Laura, girl. Lauren Lapkus is my coke girl. Oh my God. Am I, am I here? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, wait, hold on. Wait, not hold yet. on. Hold on. Our, our guest, well, first we have to fluff the guest. Okay, fluff, okay. Now, fluff her. I'll back up. Our, I'll back up. Well, let, let me, let us fluff you let first. Let us fluff you. Let, We're going to get on our knees and fluff you. Trust us. You, no one wants to go in hard without a fluffer. You're right. Um, Please fluff. 100%. So listen, the podcast with Nicole Byer that is now out, it, it, you know, it goes through all the different Star Wars flicks first timers first timers newcomers yes. i did newcomers have to pop in. newcomers and <laughs> i'm happy you did for that one i had to oh, oh yes. one, yeah. no no yeah the title is newcomers i was just saying they're first timers to the franchise thank you thank you yes yes, yes. we were getting there damn i got and it back out of this fluff man i got it back out. <laughs> you got it back out of this fluff let us fluff you let us do let the us work fluck. it's so uh, hard is... for me to let myself be fluffed but i will i will let yourself be fluffed and we also have to say i mean podcast queen podcast queen true podcast queen and queen of um i'm sorry but film and television film sorry and sorry tv film and television and get this new media new oh media my god new media empress damn and i have to say it's very brave of someone who was in the jurassic world franchise to come out and say i don't know star wars <laughs> she could care less about nerd culture no but she here she is less. she wants to start a civil war between the franchises that's, I think, what's happening. And I'm actually, if, if we're going to cause a war and she's going to cause a war, this podcast already has a title of Ep. And title of, this has a title of Ep Frontrunner. And it's war. It's just war. the word war. 
with our very special guest. Please welcome into your ears, Laura Lopez. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm here, first of all. Here being your own home as we yes, do this. I can't yes, believe yes. I'm here. <laughs> Us I can't neither. believe we're still here either. I can't believe that, but I can't believe I'm on this podcast because I've wanted to be on this podcast for, um, I would say, many, many months that would equal years. Wow. I, I, would, I would agree that it has been an anticipated event on our end as well. And mm-hmm. we had such a fun time with you and Gabrus on Raised by TV. That was so fun. Such a fun time. I really cherish it. And this is, I'm sorry to bring it back to tie this to current events, but here's here's some perspective for all y'all, okay? Yeah. If you're like, oh God, I'm so anxious. Like, when is this going to be over? It's it's going to be as long of a time. If if uh, here here's what I'll say. This is how I'm going to frame it. If we could all wait for this episode to happen for Lauren Lapkus to come on Las Culturistas, yeah. for about the same amount of time as this thing is going to keep going on in the world, we, we can we can all do it. Okay, we can all we wait. We can hold long. on. Yeah, it's we a can great marker of like our resilience as people. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. My words are kind of garbage. I'm a little stoned. It's we're recording this on 420. Okay. See, I was gonna get stoned, but then I was like, I gotta talk on Las Culturistas, but I should have just done it. My thing is like I, I was thinking about getting see now I actually have to start another fight, which is with my boyfriend. So I Oh no. Have, you have a boyfriend. All, oh my god. Oh my I'm god. So it ha- it happened. <laughs> um Lucky me. I have to say, but he, he's in the doghouse right now because I just went to go look if I had any weed and he took it all. He <gasps> took it back to his apartment. That is not okay. It's actually not okay. And I'm On actually- 20, that's actually illegal. That's it's actually, actually illegal. a real crime here in California. Oh, where, no. and, and I have to say, I have to th- put him on blast. There is no weed in the apartment, but that's probably for the better because I have smoked mm, 98% of all the minutes I've been in quarantine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a necessity. I mean, you know, you got to get through the day. I yeah. For me, a lot of it is like just straight up television or podcasts, like noise at all times. And when the yes. noise stops, I get scared. Yeah, truly. Yeah. When it's silent and dark, that's when it's sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 What yeah. are really you is. indulging in? What are what are your things that you've been watching and um, consuming in core? People want to know. Okay, well, I've been consuming basically everything. I love television. It is mm. uh, my favorite thing to do all the time. But so this has been like a real deep dive for me. But um, there have been a lot of great things coming out. Did you watch Too mm. Hot to Handle? Okay, this thing? is the new one I have to watch. This is the new one. Yeah, this is the new one. And the whole thing is they basically bring like... Uh, 10 like essential sex addicts to mm-hmm. live in a house together and then tell them they can't have sex and if they touch or kiss each other the money from the $100,000 pot is decreased with every action yeah, yeah, yeah. and let me tell you they still hook up like they don't care that the money is going away. It's crazy. That okay, They're so, so that's, horny. That is insane. You'd think that that would be the easiest thing ever, but like, is there like uh, an amount of time they're going to be there? Do they know how long they're going to be there? I don't know, but like it's within a day, there, there's a couple that's like hooking up. Like, <laughs> like they, take, they just met and they're like, we have to fuck. And like wow. they just do it. Like it's just crazy. Are they releasing it week to week? Um, no, it's it just was eight episodes. They just dropped all at once. So you can just watch it and, Got it. and call it a day. Yeah, that is a really good. That is a really good um, idea of tele- for television for right now, where people yeah. are in quar and it's top of mind that they're not able to touch, kiss, or fuck. And then you just see these people just go like, "Who cares?" I mean, I think Truly. there are a lot of people doing that in real life anyway. Yes. So, yeah. uh, which is also disturbing. Yeah. Um, I watched all of that. I I've been watching. God, you know, you know what's kind of been interesting about this time is like I have no memory of any day that's happened, and yeah. like Mm-mm. I've been in quarantine for like five weeks or or more, and I like remember two days of it. 
Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know, like, what's happening or what I'm doing with my time. It's the days fly in the weirdest mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Now they've said, like, it could be, like, for a really long time that we're doing this. And I'm like, oh, that's just going to be a real lost year, isn't it? Yes. Like, that's crazy to think about. Like, I thought recently, like, I, I just was reminded about something that happened a little bit over a year ago. And I was like, wow, that feels like a lifetime ago. And then mm. hearing that we might be in quarantine for that long <laughs> is, like, truly crazy. It's truly crazy but then i saw today that they were opening up um georgia on georgia. Like friday for like hair salons i was like that is literally insane i mean that i don't have to might be, like, the voice be, of reason but that might be because the governor is an idiot brian okay Kemp. i was kind of picking up on that on twitter that's where yeah. i get a lot of my opinions oh brian the walking dead quote retweeted that and just had their hands on their heads like this that emoji of like oh doy emoji emoji so even the walking dead is like wow this is how crazy like i feel like twitter has changed that way where it's like shows have opinions about current events mm-hmm. right yeah. now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like nestle is like this is us as fuck <laughs> <laughs> Corporate well, this picture. is one of the things when this all started, one of the things my husband said like right off the bat was like, I can't wait to see which brand jumps on this the fastest. And then it mm. was like we were watching TV and suddenly within days, the commercials were like, you want to stay at home with your family and you're missing everyone out there. How do you yep. connect? And it was like, yep. that yeah. was the quickest pivot I've ever seen. Truly like the toilet paper commercials. Did you, I mean, like. They're, they're, they've always been around, but now it's just like we are this. We're gonna get. We're gonna get there together. It's like oh, it's ennobling to be a toilet paper company. Like I it's know. so respectable. It's like, I use you to wipe my poop. I literally and you're telling flush me you in the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> and you're and, telling me it's gonna be okay. And, but no, but it's. Like, I want to no, talk to you. It's the way that they're <laughs> positioning themselves to be like this amazing like charitable company not charitable but it's like they're like Mm. doing good in the world yes yes yeah (laughs) it's very funny it is interesting well corporations are people we're really finding out yeah and they are are sentient and they have emotions and they're actually they're actually neutral good (laughs) wait or lawful good true neutral true neutral yeah corporations are true neutral i like that yeah (laughs) um well lauren i feel like you I, I, because I, I feel like I'm in a different, you're in a different camp than I am right now in terms of the way that I'm like unwinding or killing time where I, I can't sit through shows or movies. Like I'm having a really hard time. Oh, so like, okay. So what have you been doing? Do you like flip around or you just not watch things? I just watch things and I, I like lose. I, I lose interest within like 10 minutes and then I go to something. And then I know, because I, I've been doing video games. I'm, I'm sinking all my mm. time in the, vi- in He's the video games. Do you play Animal Crossing? I just started Played playing Animal that. Crossing. Oh, so, oh my God, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I joined that and that's been very fun. That's been my whole quarantine. Oh, I yeah. have to say, I have um, signed on kind of mentally to watch a few shows that come on every week as like sort of markers of time. Okay. So I now watch The Masked Singer and Great. I really love it. Yeah. But, it now they've been playing like reruns for some reason. I don't know. Do they not get to finish their season? Because I might be really devastated if we don't get the ending of that. Oh shoot! Well, I, I don't think they did. They did not finish. I don't think because isn't it isn't it live? Or isn't it sort of well, live? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe I've been watching reruns and I don't know what's going on. Who has Should been I, on? Who has been on that you've been like, oh my god? I sometimes- have guessed multiple people <laughs> in the thing and been right. Jojo Siwa. I called it like right away. And yeah. I was wow. like, why do I know this? Yeah. Well, she's got tax like that. So it's and kind she's of really like, tall. Yeah. And I could tell. And she was like kind of dressed like her. As like a an T-Rex. insane tall toddler. She is crazy. a fascinating creature. 
I'm Truly. like so intrigued. I watched a, like a few, well now probably a year ago, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos of her like giving a tour of her room and then her room, she like redid it again and like gave a tour of that. And she has pictures of herself plastered everywhere. Like on her mm-hmm. sheets, there's pictures of herself and her car is all pictures of herself on the outside. And I don't really understand that. Well, she feels like a weird like throwbacky kind of famous kid star type thing like where it's like hey guys come on and it's just like wait this feels like it was something from like the mid 90s like some sort of rugrats adjacent pop star that shouldn't be viable now but very much is it is like she's like a Rugrats character that came to life. That feels really accurate. Definitely that. There's an element of Gypsy there, though. Like Gypsy <laughs> the show. Like, I think, I think she mu- has a stage oh, the musical. mom. I the musical. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a Roma. I, I feel, doesn't she have a stage mom? Isn't like, isn't she from the oh, Dance Moms probably. universe? Or something? Oh, yeah, she is. She is. She is. You're right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I should know this. I don't. I feel, I honestly, I'll tell you, she had to recently be explained to me. I felt like I was like way out of touch with it, but she's one where I really did not know her deal. And then I saw her. I had heard the name a bunch Jojo Siwa, Jojo Siwa. And then I saw what she was. And I was yeah. like, no. And people it's were shocking. like, no, this is something people like. And I was like, oh, Well, because okay. she's a, the part that stops me is that she's an adult. Like, right. That's the part that I find confusing. I'm like, wait, she's like grown up. Like, what? It right. would be hard to keep the keep going with the act. But, you know, when the money rolls in, I guess. Yeah. I, I wonder if we'll see her like ex-Tina Miley phase of her Jojo Siwa like raw. Well, that makes me want to ask you how you feel about Amanda Bynes' Instagrams lately. Have you Wait, been she's checking back on? Them? Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Tell us. Well, I might be a few weeks behind in terms of the content, but she uh-huh. what, she is pregnant. She announced that she was pregnant. She posted a um, picture from the ultrasound. Okay. She got a tattoo of a oh, heart on her wow. face. I'm looking at she, this now for the first time. Oh my god! Oh, it's really interesting. And, and she po- she deletes a lot of videos, but she'll post them. And they're when you catch them, they're really good. Like she'll be like. Thank you all for your appreciation of my time here after my situation with my probate. I am doing mm. everything I can with my conservation ship to figure out what I need to do next. And like she just says that kind of stuff to her fans. Wow. It's very interesting. Wait, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm looking at it now too. So she is not verified on Instagram, but it does oh. say Amanda Bynes real and she has 471,000 followers. So I'm guessing this is her. Yeah, but I wonder she if she's looks not verified. she looks completely different. Well, it looks like it's a relatively new Instagram like her first post is oh, maybe she from September her. 10th 2019 and it's her with pink hair a septum piercing and like what looks like to be a whole new head and she's going to fit him the fashion institute whatever it stands for right wow right. that's crazy because mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong wasn't she like um in some way coming back like wasn't she trying to make a comeback of some a sort? few years ago yeah there was some interview where she um just like had her wits about her, it seemed. I'm not right. the, yeah. that like. I mean, we can't really tell. I don't know. I don't want to no, cast any aspersions, but no, I agree. I'm saying like I've just been kind of fascinating, like popping into her Instagram and seeing this whole new look and whole new deal she has going. And then yeah. she did announce her pregnancy and then deleted it, so I don't really know about that. Wow, the heart, is, the heart tattoo is is like a little jarring. Getting a face tattoo is such a move. I don't know. Like I could. I mean, I could never. I feel like I would never. I can't even get a tattoo. I couldn't decide on anything for my body, let alone my face. No, no. I, I mean, Bowen has a couple. This is, but this is how stoned I got last night. Was I just was like looking, staring at my tattoos, and being like, "Oh, I can't get this off." Not that I even want to, but it's like <laughs> if I wanted to, I can't get this. Off. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. weird? 
That is weird. No, that's, that's funny... actually something I told you would happen. No, oh no, but no, th- I'm not saying that I want them off. I'm not saying that I want them. No, I was but just... like the stoner realization of like, yes, oh, this it's is on forever. It's forever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I no. think that you have beautiful, tasteful tattoos, Bowen. What but did you get? You... I feel like I've heard you talk about them. You had one that's like... I like a, re- a red oh, yeah. square up here, and then mm-hmm. I've got a little. I've got like my parents' last names and this like cool. specific seal script. Chinese. Well, that's meaningful. It's 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 nice, but I but I did just but Matt re- just pounced on my ass real quick right there, <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> "Yeah, I told you to get them well, off." No, because whenever anyone whenever anyone in my life is like, "I'm getting a tattoo," my instinct is to always I don't know what this is about, but my instinct is to always to be like, "Yeah, right." Like I never really believe they're gonna get it. It's like when uh-huh. I see it's like when I see my friends like Bone Yang smoking cigarettes. I'm like, "But we're kids." Right, right, right. I have this thing in my head. It's like, we're too young to do that. Oh, my and God. And it's like, so when people are out there having free will and inking their body up and smoking like a damn chim, I'm like, <laughs> well, we're, what do you mean? Like, I, I feel like it's not a possibility for me. There was a time when my sister and I, I think I've told this on the pod, my sister and I were at Universal Studios Florida. Yes. And we were like, away from our parents, they let us like go to the parks by ourselves. And we were like, let's get tattoos. And we couldn't decide what to get. And we went all the way to the tattoo place. And we were like, we don't know what to get. And we're in Orlando. So maybe not. This was, there's a tattoo place in Universal Studios? In CityWalk, there at least was a tattoo parlor that you could go to. Crazy move to have that there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you think people go in and just get like Daffy Duck or whatever? Like they're just like impulsive. I'm sure Miss Daffy is in the book. (laughs) Or like whatever, yeah. Or actually, wait, Daffy Duck, she's Disney, right? Okay, so whatever the Universal version. Daffy's, Daffy's Looney Tunes. Daddy's oh right! Tunes. Damn. Of course, Daisy Duck, the Miss Other Duck, mm-hmm. the other Miss Duck, Miss <laughs> Duck. I was recently asked who my favorite Disney character was, and I did say Donald Duck. Donald. That's fun. like literally no one's ever said that. No one ever. <laughs> but I, but I, li- I like that he's like Donald Duck to me is like the queer one because Mickey I feel like represents like the majority heterosexuality yeah, and then yeah, yeah. then there's Donald who's always like rah, rah, like always kind of just like get being the comedic relief and always getting pushed aside and I feel that he is like there's Donald's something very emotional. There. Yeah. Where do you put where do you put Goofy? Goofy's like stoner, which is a, a, a sexuality. Yeah, which which is it's which actually is queer. it's actually rule of culture number thirty three. Goofy is he a stoner, is stoner which, which is, sexuality. is a sexuality. I do have to say really quick. Um, I have I stopped smoking the day before quarantine. Before I started quarantining myself, and that's like been a perfect way of like keeping count of the days. For me, yeah. but when, it's actually also a very convenient way to commit smoking because no one can uh, see you. Well, it's also like I don't want no damn comorbidities, honey. So that's why I stopped. So are you claiming, Matt, that he didn't really quit? He's just saying he did. Uh, yes, that is my claim at this time. That is my claim. Sustained. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and honestly, I would testify against him. <laughs> on, the, said, on the charge of smoking? Yes, you are guilty. And you know one time but what Bowen Yang said to me? He's like, I'll stop smoking when you start therapy. And I said, that is not the same thing. Whoa! And why and are then, you afraid I, to go? Well, yeah. no, no, no! This is not a. This is not about me. I said to him, I was like, "You quitting smoking and me, um, not going to therapy isn't a life or death situation." And then he said to me, "Well, maybe it is." Wow! I did not the say shade. that. Therapy, you did. though, therapy is very. Um, 
rejuvenating and life-giving in many ways like if you ha- if you have any i mean i think even if you don't have a, a solid issue that you're working through right, right you'll right, find right. plenty of stuff to talk about in there sure. i mean i started See, going like a year ago i haven't been since quarantine i need to like skype her or something but i don't really want to but mm. it was so amazing like the things that come out like you go in for one reason and you end up talking about something else or the days yeah. you think you have nothing to say you go on and start crying about something and mm, it's crazy yeah I would actually be really interested to see what like what what made me emotional. I guess. Mm. Hmm. There's an interesting thing that's happening now, at least among my friends, where we're like, is is there really a point to going to like even doing these like, like Skype sessions? Um, and I think there are, but like a lot of therapists are saying that like, yeah, it's just we talk about the same things with every single patient yeah. client. Yeah. And so I feel like. So my therapist did a, a nice thing, I think, which is she was like, um, we can just reduce them to every other week and we can just do them uh, half hour sessions and that would reflect in the in the rate. And I was like, great. Um, That's nice. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's this thing now where it's like, I am at the same emotional place as I was for the most part, like 10 days ago. Yeah, I feel that too. Like, I think the first week or so I was like a complete wreck and then I've kind of leveled out in this weird way. But I have a friend who's a therapist and she said, her clients it's the same thing where everyone's talking about this of course but she has some teenage clients who are like still just talking about like their drama with their boyfriend or whatever and i'm like i kind of love that yeah yeah Yeah, that's great that's great and it's good for like matt yeah it's just good for like um the pedestrian stuff which sounds like which is all relative now it's like i don't mm -hmm. know i don't know the thing is like yeah i feel like i i can't start now because my also, my mood is so violently different every single day. I don't know how you guys feel, but the way that like my, my my emotions are responding to the situation is like I'll wake up one day and I'll be like, just another day, and you know it's fine. <laughs> I mean, like whatever. And then the next day, I'll literally be catatonic. Yeah. Well, I have those moments where I'm like, I'll, I'll just be like playing Animal Crossing, and I'll be like, I'm actually doing really well. And then like <laughs> I'll like look above myself and see how sad it is, and then I'll want to cry, and I'll be. Like, Wait, this is actually so dark. Like, it'll just turn weirdly on a dime. But here's the thing about you, Lauren. You actually get to have a hashtag hot husband with you. That is true. That that's is actually, true. That's actually the tea. <laughs> Wow. My castle. My castle. Yeah, he's very cute. <laughs> who are uh, spending who, so much a time. A lot of time. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Bet. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. We mainly are doing well and not getting on each other's nerves, but we have moments. But then for to sure, just, you know, go in the other room a little bit or something. But yeah, it's been Could fine. You, do you know how yeah. I met Mike Castle? Mm, I don't think so. I met him when we both auditioned for the lead of the other two, which Drew Tarver oh ended God, up booking. Yes, but yes. that's that's where I met him, and I, I I loved him instantly because he's. I'm gonna put him on blast. I'm gonna throw him okay. under the damn bus. Oh my God. Um, he somehow had the list of everyone that was auditioning for that part. <laughs> and like and I was like, how did you get that? And he was like, I can't say, but do you want it? And I was like, yes. And so That's we fu- hilarious. We fully like, I was like, and I was like, I love her. And, <laughs> and then we left and I was like, oh, of course. Like he's of he's of course one of the most gorgeous straight men. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But we were we were auditioning for a gay part, and I was like, I, I have a new sis. But yeah, you know, no, it just, give it it just throw you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that he was like, do you want the list of everyone? I, know, I was like, <laughs> okay, girl. That's hilarious. Hookup. I love that. And then I loved looking at the list and being like, oh, her, her again, her. <laughs> 
Wow, supply. We see all the, we see all the I same girls. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. That was great that Drew got that. That was so cool. Yeah, I mean, he's so, he's so good in it. Yeah. He's he's one of the damn best. He's so funny. Do you improvise with him a lot? Um, from time to time we do. I we've done like a lot of podcasts together more than live shows, but right, right, right. he just kills me. He's so funny. I feel like he's so surprising with the things his characters say. Yes. I love Teacher's Lounge. Ah, <gasps> uh, yes, a mind. A group yes. of minds. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break and then when we're back, we will be talking more with Lauren Lapkez. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details hey i'm matt rogers from las culturistas and i'm bowen yang did you know small businesses make up 99.9 percent of all businesses in the u.s the world is powered by entrepreneurs and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Okay, we're back. Yay. And we're actually back. And here's the thing that we're going to do. One is that we're going to say, we forgot to mention up top that you're actually part of the iconic improv group, Wild Horses. Yes. Mm. And we want to exalt the horses. We must. Yes. And we have to say the horses are actually improv culture. Because wow. one of the one of the renowned improv groups. Yes. Oh, thank you, thank you. And you know who I actually um, love and adore very much is well all the girls, but Mary Holland I've run into Miss a couple Mary. times, and that is an icon. Mary is one of the sweetest people in the world, and she's so funny. But she's just the best, isn't yeah. she? So I can best. never imagine someone disliking Mary. I feel I I don't know who does, but I feel confused at the idea that someone could. <laughs> she is in that like Darcy Carden, Betty Gilpin pantheon of like people where it's like, oh, so I found out someone doesn't like her. Just kidding. No, never. Right. <laughs> totally. I loved your wow. episode with Betty, by the way. That was a while ago now, but that was such a good episode. She was so like she's so good. Awesome. I, I don't even I know how to describe, it. but I was like, she was so open and like vulnerable and i loved all the stuff she said about acting and she mm. was great it was yeah. like a life coach vibe like yeah. she like was schooling us did you watch the hunt the hunt no i haven't seen that yet you should watch, watch it. it it's very i good. remember it kind of got that big there was kind of news around it because it was going to come out at a weird time and then they now they, do they so they put it out now yeah They're, yes they canceled the release in what november no december like or, or it was like even earlier in the year like i think it was september october it was supposed yes. to come out and then it, it she's controversial um so you know yeah. they put the kibosh on that and then they were going to release it again in theaters and then quarantine happened so it just had a lot of bad luck coming out but it's now yeah. on demand oh but good I, it looked good, i will though. say yes it's good because the, like the hunt was the one of the few films like the few exceptions in my quarantine viewing that like i was able to sit through the whole thing and i just like had a glass of wine i was like oh, oh this is great i'm having fun yeah <laughs> It just it's moves also, quickly. It's not yeah. too long either. It's truly no. like, it's like 82 minutes, it feels yeah. like. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. I and really final- love a short movie. I've had to, because of Star Wars, I've had to watch every fucking Star Wars movie, which are each 2.15 at, I mean, at best. Yes, yeah. yes. These are the longest films in recorded <laughs> history. They're the longest <laughs> films of all time. Yeah. I just can't believe it. Every single one. I'm like, wait, every single one is two over two hours, two and a half uh-huh, hours? Uh-huh, okay. Well, uh-huh. even, even this last one, I think they came out and they were like, it's actually not going to be two and a half hours. And everyone was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to wait. watch that one this week. So that's good news for me. So you have, wait, you have not yet watched that last one? <laughs> no, that's the one I have to watch. I respect that one the most. Okay. Because I feel like it's the most camp and the most drag. Oh, good. Oh. We've liked things that have that element. I mean, like, th- have you seen the holiday special on YouTube? So Nicole was talking about this too. Like, she, like, her favorite piece of Star Wars film has been the holiday special. Yes, I mean, and and it's really bad, but it's really good. Like, it's just yeah. funny and weird. It's too long. If it was like forty five minutes, would be amazing. But <laughs> they drag. But I mean, what I love about it is like it's Chewbacca's family story, right? And they don't speak 
English and they don't have subtitles. They just mm-hmm. go like, Rah! like it's just up to your interpretation. So it's very interesting. I have a question for you um, because mm-hmm. I actually am a big Star Wars person. I, I, it's shocking to me that you like hadn't watched them before because you you like love movies, television. I feel like you're such like an absorber of culture. It's very true, but I feel like I just decided I didn't want to see that, mm-hmm. and I um I just I was thinking of Valerie Cherish, which is why I got distracted. Just then. but um, I don't want to <laughs> see that. Say that. But I uh, just didn't want to watch them. And I think also being in the improv community where like mm-hmm. a lot of annoying boys like love that stuff and want to yeah. reference it all the time. It was almost like an act of defiance to like just not know what they were talking about. Yes. Just like, I don't care and I don't know and I'm not going to know. Right. But I, you know, you mentioned that it's like, oh, like, and you're joking a little bit, but like that it's like risky to say you don't like Star Wars or whatever. But it mm-hmm. kind of is like it is like it feels like you can't say you don't like anything. Like I don't right. want to say I don't want to have a, a negative opinion of like a show because I would like to be on most shows and like I don't want to you know Uh it's kind of a uh tough spot when you're in the entertainment industry but I felt like it's it's been kind of liberating I think for me and Nicole to say we don't like it because then we've been finding things to like and we've been watching I've seen it all you know it's like yeah and the fans of Star Wars often hate Star Wars and they like are mad at so many things about it so it kind of kind of fit in yeah, well, that's kind of like where I think the the conversation is with Star Wars right now is you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you do like it, the the taste police will attack you and be like, even people even within the Star Wars fan community, it's like, oh, this one sucked. What are you talking about? They right. ended up ruining these movies. The legacy is ruined, etc. And then if you don't like them, you feel crazy because these movies are. I'll say for kids. Right. And they're also fun and passionately made. And like, if you actually compare them to the old ones, they are like acted better and they are so much blood, sweat and tears goes into them. And it's just to entertain you. So it's like to shit on them feels cuckoo and they are fun to watch. So I feel like it's almost become that thing of like, I'm equally scared to say my opinion about Star Wars as I am about like the democratic politicians because it's like truly even if your heart is in the right place like or if it's not you're fucked either way. It's it's actually very it's a really good analogy. It does feel like that. Because I feel like Star Wars as a franchise is this like smooth surface that everyone just projects their shit onto but then it's also like yeah, it's funny that you're comparing it to like the Democrats because it feels like it's also this committee too. It's like not even like mm-hmm. it's not even like like a a joyful thing. I don't know. I mean, like the the original trilogy is like a beautiful like piece of storytelling. I don't know about the the new ones, but like but I now like it's, the Last Jedi. I like the Last I Jedi love too. the Last Jedi. That and one's everyone, like a really everyone, horny movie. Everyone yeah. was shitting on it. Everyone was like, "The Last <laughs> Jedi sucks. It sucks." And then I was like, "I'm sorry, but." I prefer this one over The Force Awakens because it ju- doesn't just regurgitate the plot right, of the exactly. old trilogy. And not only that, but also it took really bold stances yes. and choices. Like, mm-hmm. spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen The Last Jedi, but like the big reveal in The Last Jedi is that Rey is not special, that she's not actually related to anyone, that her identity is she's just some girl. And then I won't say because you haven't seen it yet, but um, the Rise of Skywalker sort of makes a an addendum or a choice on that. And it's like, 
I didn't like it. I mm. thought, oh, you really tried to do fan service here, and mm. it doesn't work for me. But I, that being said, I did like so much else about the movie, and ultimately, I understand why that choice is the right one to make, because essentially what we have here is a soap opera in space. So why wouldn't you go campy and big and stupid? Like That, yeah. that makes sense to me, because yeah. they're supposed to be that. That's the fabric of their identity is, Luke, I am your father. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> We're not talking about like grounded shit. Even <laughs> even the line "Anakin, you're breaking my heart" is so camp, iconic, stupid. <laughs> I mean, Anakin, Natalie, you're breaking my heart. It's so Natalie, funny, Natalie. It's on the same level as Luke. I am your father. It's like, oh my god, this is so melodramatic, so dumb. You don't need to know what's ha- like. You, you don't need to have watched the last two movies to like understand no. how dumb that is. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, that. well, I'm finding that even watching them doesn't help me understand what I'm now seeing. You know, it's like I'm like, I wait, I've seen that and yet I still don't know who these people are or what's happening. But no. I I've been and I've been talking about it at length. But anyway. Well, there's also a million characters and also not for nothing, a lot of them look alike. Yeah. So And it's their names like, are all like Glue, 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 blah, 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 yeah, blah, whatever, yeah. and you like, can't remember it. Yeah, Miss Miss <laughs> Miss Gluna Bay comes in, and she. I'm supposed to know she's different from Miss Tina Sun. I don't know, girl. I think I saw both these girls on the Jedi Council. <laughs> both these girls. Also, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it. There's not enough women on the Jedi Council, and it's a rule of culture. Rule of culture number sixteen. Yes. There's not, there's not enough, enough women, women in the Jedi, on the Jedi Council. Council. Um, Lauren, it's time for us to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. Yes. Um, and that question is, Lauren Lapkus, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? Matt, explain it. Well, you know, this is the culture that made you say okay. That it really does clear it up. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I was thinking about this question and you we actually touched on it briefly. The Ooh. the thing that made me say culture was for me is mm-hmm. the n- early 90s Nickelodeon lineup. <gasps> yes. Like yes. Rugrats, Doug, um, Double Dare, Guts, mm-hmm. <gasps> uh, Clarissa Explains It All. Led into oh, the Hidden wow. Temple, I'm sure. Yes, yes. All oh, of wow. it. All of it. I feel like that was like my brain and like Ren and Stimpy like all of that stuff like I feel like that was where like I feel like I started to form my personality and like neon colors and 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 slime and gack and like all that fun stuff like that was like it it is its own visual language it's 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 its own aesthetic and it's it's its own sensibility and like it really did like shape it for a lot of us yeah that like green splatter is like so iconic with uh it's like you can i remember i never what do they call it gack or goop what was the slime yeah like that i never knew what it smelt like but i always knew what it smelt like you know what i mean like ever have any i don't think so oh my god i loved it I had it and I had Flome. Did you ever have Flome? No. I had, uh, I oh had my Flome. god. Flome was like the beady, probably is like killing whales like permanently right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was like micro beads that you could like move into shapes and stuff. It was so fun. Where did oh you grow god. up? I grew up in Evanston, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Okay. This is of course famous story pirates culture. It is. It I is. know. We'll t- we'll talk we'll touch on that a little bit later, but that this is that's so funny because I feel like any suburban kid that grew up with 
Nickelodeon. I just picture myself when I was that age, like drinking so much soda. Oh because, my god! Because like that was so. I just remember drinking so much soda in my basement, like running around in circles and like waiting for the next show to come on. Like, yeah. oh, that I was feel so. Excited. That was it. Was so <laughs> '90s culture to be like, oh yeah, there's a lot of soda in the house, but the kids watch Nickelodeon. We don't even care. The kids running around, yes. tuckering himself yeah. out. Why was it okay? Like, we, I drink Coke more than I drink water for sure. Like, I don't remember drinking water. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. It was like the, there was always Coke and Sprite on the table when I was growing we up. We had Coke, Sprite. You might have Minute Maid in a can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and the concentrate. Yeah. N- yeah. Oh fuck. Yes, Dr. Oh Pepper. God, sorry, so I cut you hard. off. I cut you off. Keep no, going. Mountain Dew. I mean, you know, I had phases. Like Dr. Pepper was like a summer. Like Mountain Dew was a summer. Yeah. Like there were just like moments where you'd be like, I'm gonna try this new one, and then it was everything. But like, yeah. Oh, it was fully like that all the time, watching TV all summer long. Like, I don't know. It's just the best feeling ever. It feels so yep. good. Like I mean, and now we have to do it, and it feels bad. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I, feel like I know. <laughs> it's so funny because if you went back in time and told like little kid me, like, hey, like when you grow up, you're gonna write for TV, and sometimes it's even gonna be animated. Isn't that cool? Like he'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I have work. <laughs> <laughs> But see, on the other side of that, it's like every people are like mentioning this or like commenting on this thing where it's like it does feel like we're all like adolescents in a way. Like we're like like right now. Well, yeah, we're like latchkey kids. We're like home alone before our parents are or or whatever. It's like we just gotta like mm. kill time the same way as we did like when we were like twelve year olds in summer. No, it's so true, and I think I actually have gone through like waves with this. Where like at first I was like. Okay, I watch TV all day. I smoke weed. I do whatever I want at all hours and I stay up all night on my phone. Like, I can do whatever I want. And then, like, a couple weeks in, I was like, this is probably not good. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I was like, okay, now I'm going to have a schedule. Like, I just, like, which I think is what my kid self would do, too. Like, okay, guys, just because mom and dad aren't here doesn't mean we have to be bad all the time. Like, we have to (laughs) actually get stuff done. Wait, you know what I think is a good idea for you? Did yeah, you see what? and and also like Bellum, this is an idea for us as well. Did you see that they are rebooting Legends of the Hidden Temple on Quibi? I did see that. Wait, what is the story with that? Yeah, you know more. Girl, I think it's just that they are Literally rebooting kids. it. And it's not kids, it's for adults and it's <gasps> gonna be like more adult challenges. I oh think that they're specifically catering to the kids that grew up with that, which is I think so smart. No, and it's yes. gonna be like essentially it's gonna be like survivor-esque, like real physical challenges. Like not like you have to spin its head. It's like, you know, <laughs> you have to do like crazy stuff. And so I think you and your husband should go on it. Yes. I would literally love that. I would love that <laughs> so much. Wait, did you oh see that God. they have a reboot of Say by the Bell coming and Tracy Wigfield wrote it and it like looks good? It looks like edgy and cool. Yeah. I'm sure it's gonna be good. It looks like funny. I'm so it, excited. It, if Tracy's doing it. Yeah. Of course. I was like trying to figure out who wrote it because it was so funny. And I was like, I had to Google after I saw the trailer because I was like, this is hilarious. And all the like original people are coming back and being like cool now, like as actors, like they get to do like a kind of funny version of their old character. Right. I love right. That. But see, no, but this is a specific thing that not enough people are doing, which is to reboot kids game shows from the 90s or the aughts, but have the, the contestants age had to have aged up. Like you do like bad example, bad pitch, but like, Adult, where we're in the world is Carmen San Diego, but it's like edgy and sexy or whatever. I don't well, know. I love that th- they're reboot. They are rebooting Carmen San Diego, and you know right. who's in it? Who? Miss Gina. Gina Davis. Gina, Gina Rodriguez. Honey, Miss. 
Gina Davis. Yeah, I, honestly, I would gag. She's if like, she, I'm Carmen. She's like, I'm love. Carmen San Diego. No, honey, it's Miss no, Gina, Gina Rodriguez. Oh my god, that's amazing. Wait, is it a show or what is it? Like, a... I think it's a Netflix thing. I don't know if it's a movie oh, or if no, it's a show. No, that's or... different. Finger on the pulse. No, but you need you need game shows. I agree yeah, with you. It's it's not like oh edgy Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's not that. It's like you need game shows where the it's like this Legends of the, this Legends of the Hidden Temple thing is brilliant because it's a kids game show from the nineties, early aughts with adult contestants now. Like that's what you need more of. And do yeah. you think if like was Carmen Sandiego like a geography show? Like it's questions where you have yeah, to know so, stuff. So it's not super sexy, but like like something where like you can repurpose the container. Well, I think it'd be really funny to watch adults like get geography wrong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I would be horrible at it. Yeah, I would be well, terrible. D- d- you know what? Is is that show Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader still on? That actually oh my was God. such a funny show. That is a funny show. It was hard. Well, it you know was what? really I'm, hard. I'm on this upcoming season, this current season of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <gasps> Wait, Sisters. we have to talk. I was on Millionaire too. You were? Are you are you on like a celebrity version? Celebrity? It is. Yeah. I yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't know how I got into this situation. I was I, 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 I was on a normal person version oh and it, it was God. like it was like two years ago and um it, who I was the host believe- chris harrison okay i'm freaking out wait is it online yeah it's online i will and watch the I shit always, this I, today. I, I always love to spill tea about this so i can't wait I, to hear i went to go do it and i literally i was i was able to pick a friend to come with me to come be my plus one so sudi and i went to go do it in las vegas they fly you out oh and my I'm, god yeah it was insane we stayed at the mandalay bay um and it was like it was this whole thing and so we go in and chris harrison is the host and you can just tell he's like check the fuck out he, he has like, been hosting for 25 years like straight up non-stop yeah it's Truly, crazy the bachelor there, i was saying yeah. if anyone out there like you might have fans who would be willing to do this i really want like somebody to do a supercut of chris harrison saying every name of every person a contestant <gasps> has been on the bachelor or bachelorette like in, like every just every single name Amanda, like Amanda, 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 yes, Amanda, and Amanda, in, in Amanda, Amanda. Order. Yes, yep. that's what wow. I want. That, wait, someone needs to do that. Also, you watching The Bachelor is very funny on Insta. It's my favorite thing. I started watching Listen to Your Heart, and now I'm doing um, watch-alongs on my Patreon where you can sync it up and hear my commentary on the show. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Because so, I was doing like a trillion Instagram live stories, and I was like, this is killing me. Okay, wait, tell me the about Millionaire. All right, so here, here's <laughs> the tea is like, you can watch it. It is, it is online. Like, you can find it. I, I ended up winning $5,000. I was on two episodes because it like, Sudi and I like answered a question, and, and like it was at the end, and it was a whole like TV moment where we were like, are they going to get it? And then yeah. they, ended, they ended it after we got it. So I came on the next episode. So what they make you do is it's not actually the next day, obviously. You just change your outfit, and then you go offset and you walk on and they didn't really go through with me like what the cues were going to be for me to walk on so I ended up coming on like a little early or whatever <laughs> and I guess I guess I turned to the audience and made like a face and they laughed and Chris Harrison didn't like that and oh. so I did my entrance and he did that thing when he shook my hand of like shaking your hand and pulling you in like sort of oh. like not, not for nothing but like how Trump does like, 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 is he like? Was he trying to like assert dominance and like to I, be an alpha? To be an alpha? I yeah. think that's what was happening. And yeah. so I kind of got like knocked off my feet a little bit. And you can even see in the video, I'm like a little thrown off by it. And then I wheel around to my podium, and I can see on my face I was like not happy. And I remember like he really 
pulled my hand to like to, to try to make me look to, watch to, to make me feel like a little boy you know what i mean like he Dark. was definitely i think he, it was maybe like the end of a long day for him and he was just not hiding it well like you could tell that he was really not happy that i had even for a second slowed things down and it wasn't uh. a big deal yeah but he doesn't he doesn't exude a joyful presence <laughs> let's just say that but he has to present as like a blank slate like all the time, <laughs> uh, He's, honey. The blankest, the funniest way to put it. He, has he to does as a blank slate. <laughs> Well, he like just, has to be invisible in some way. Right, like he has he's to letting be... the action happen around him. Right, like, right. Yeah. yeah, but you compare him to someone like Jeff Probst. He's not even in the league. No. <laughs> like Survivor is Jeff Probst. The Bachelor is not. What's his face? I don't even know. No, like, but there. Yeah. In some ways, it is. Like I feel like the people on the show make it as though he is the point of the show. Like when right. they yeah. leave, like he is their center. Like he's kind of like the nucleus. And like everyone returns to him after the show, after they're off the show, and it's the way to yep. stay attached to the show. Yeah, they're always like, "Well, you know, if Chris shows up, you know, it's bad news." And it's like, "Oh God!" And then on <laughs> on Survivor, they're like, "Oh, here comes Jeff," and you as the viewer are like, "Jeff's here. Jeff's here. Something's going down." But for me, when Chris Harrison comes, I'm like, oh, "I don't care about this. You're a mouthpiece for the producers." For me, I always believe it's Jeff. Oh, yes. that makes sense. I see. But- I don't watch Survivor, but I've been told I need to. I'm going to start. Wait, Lauren, you you and I should start like on similar timelines because I've been getting all sorts of information. Like you should start with this season, this season, this season. And like, okay, I'm yeah, ready to do it. We should find out what the best one is. Yeah. I can tell you it's it's the my favorite thing that I have done for myself is get into Survivor during quarantine. It is okay. so good. It is such a good show. And you forget because like. I'll watch it tonight. I'm sure it was this like thing. I need to. What else am I doing? Yeah, yeah, truly. It's was it like this thing in your culture that you always knew was there? It's been on for 40 seasons, so it's like it's been on there our whole like childhood and adult life and you forget, but it is so good. Like even the weaker seasons like it's always so compelling. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, Mary loves Survivor. She's obsessed. I'm going to contact um, her about it. You must you contact should. her. Well, you really find out people come out of the woodwork. Like when I when I said I was watching Survivor, and I'm actually I, I can announce my right now I'm doing a, an online Survivor. Like it's gonna start Ooh, soon. What does I'm that a, mean? Uh, it's this thing called Survivor Quarantine. I don't know what it is, but I'm <laughs> a, I'm on the quote unquote second season of it, and I will keep everyone informed as to like what that means. Oh but my god! I am doing I it. I want to watch that. I was essentially cast. They were like, hey, would you want to do this? We see that you love Survivor. And I was like, wow. I love that. Um, I'm really excited. But um, it's true. Like I said, I was into it. And all of a sudden, these people, I had no idea, were like, I'm obsessed with that. I've watched it for 20 years. Like, 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 I I didn't know you were into it. And I was like, I'm really not. But this whole community, like, is hiding in the shadows. But now they've really come out into the light. That's, that's, that's like all I'm seeing on like the socials now is like people. Well, this is the thing. I do feel like from this quarantine, like everyone is sharing a lot more of their personal life, like mm-hmm. not even necessarily on a super deep level, but stuff like that, where it's like they normally wouldn't tweet about that show. But now they're like looking to engage with people about it because they want connection. Yes. Yep. Which is nice. I, that's, it is I nice. Think... I do think it's a nice side effect like of our social media addiction. At least we have this right now. So like, mm. I, I do think it's helping me feel more connected to people, but right. where normally I might feel bummed about it, but totally. There's, totally. there's a couple friends in LA that I think I see more now than beforehand. Cause we're like playing games on zoom every now and mm-hmm. then. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you, you feel like you're compelled to keep up with people. Um, yes. whereas before you kind of took it for granted. And I do think there was something, you know, my boyfriend reposted something that I thought was really an interesting way to, 
um, say this, and I'm going to read it out loud because I thought it was really interesting. Um, oh, was it was the tweet that he posted today in his story? Yeah, he said it's it's a tweet from Ashley C. Ford, who you can follow at I sh- I Smash Fizzle, um, and she said. You are watching people go through withdrawal from the emotional addiction to the myth of certainty. Yeah. I, I have love to that. think about that. For yeah. I, I actually had to walk it back for a second too, but it's pretty interesting. Like we all really take for granted that there's going to be more time. That's um, so true. I mean, I think like, you know, when you, you're living your life, it's so easy to forget about that. And then you'll see something like, I, I always think about Chris Kelly's movie, other people, because I just think mm-hmm. that title, is, the movie's amazing, but the title is so relatable yeah. that you think these things happen to other people. Yep. And what, this is the, the first thing we've, had in our lifetime where it's happening to everyone at the same time and we're right. all yeah. going like oh shit yeah I, I i'm i'm interested to see down the road what it has done to the consciousness for sure totally um yeah. chris kelly another survivor watcher oh this he is, is him too obsessed. i want to say something really quick about jeff probst and this is just my general theory about like what makes a good reality show host okay go jeff probst Pad- padma lakshmi like rupaul like these are people who like embody what the what the show is about and like like the goal is to try to impress and please the host like these people as the host whether or not they're judges or whatever is like kind of not relevant but like Chris Harrison you're like no like the women aren't there to like impress or please Chris Harrison and so that he does not feel like a vital part of these eth- like ethos is it's just like oh like these hosts that are like g- like even like Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn it's like oh these are like people that you respect that you're like oh, like we have to and they, they 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 embody what the show is about and well, then, you either yeah, have you either you either have gravitas or you don't. Sure, but above that, and I mean, that's some, a rule of culture. You either have gravitas, have gravitas or, you, or don't. you don't. That's, that's rule of culture, culture number, number 2014. Rule of culture number twenty fourteen. Now, I feel like Chris Harrison. People can make the argument that he does have gravitas. I feel like he is a blank slate. He presents as a blank slate. Well, those people shouldn't become lawyers. <laughs> And that's what I'd say. It's a rule of culture number 20. Honey, if you think Chris think Harrison, Harrison has, has gravitas, gravitas, you should, you become, should become a lawyer. A lawyer. Absolutely. I just Absolutely. threw my socks. Now, before, before we take another break, I do want to just get from you the true intel on television shows of that time. So could you maybe rank... Mm. The shows from that time, like I'm talking the animated shows that everyone was watching from Nickelodeon. What are your favorites? What what ones do you think never really found it? Like, what are the shows that that you feel are the most culturally imperative from that time period? I would say I always feel Ren and Stimpy is one of them because wow. it's disgusting. It's beautifully drawn. Mm-hmm. It's funny, and the characters are very clear. I love that show. Um, that one's that, and then it's it's also like the art is you can kind of stand alone as like beautiful pieces of art. Yes, it's just yes. very well done and very interesting. Um, I would say Doug comes in with the storytelling. Doug yeah. has heart. Doug is like. Yes. Doug is like Arthur before there was Arthur. Like Doug is mm-hmm. like a meaningful, relatable, but he's very sappy and he's very like emotional, romantic. Um, mm-hmm. He's and never well satisfied. drawn. Yeah. Well drawn mm-hmm. emotionally and physically. Yes. yes. Um, Rugrats. That's one that I actually, I, I think is like, very um, pleasing in its chaotic energy. It's kind of has a frenetic sort of style to the drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 
it has perspective of the so when you're watching it as a child it's funny because it's like your perspective and like how babies like you know it's like that's what the babies are thinking which is mm-hmm. basically what i am when i'm five or six right. or seven or and then as you get older you can watch it from the parents perspective and it's funny in that way yes mm. yes i love that no sorry i was just pointing just to emphatically agree keep going Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Podcasts are that, a visual medium. Yeah, I would say though, Arthur. I did mention Arthur, and it's not from Nickelodeon. That is one that I would rush home to watch after school. And was I was that love- PBS? Uh-huh. PBS. PBS. That's just a sweet show, and like I could still quote it. And I love how they would also do that kind of thing where they would go to like kids' schools in real life and show like a clip from the kids' yeah. school, and then they would like have a moment on Arthur, and that was very sweet. Uh, those mm. are my tops. I think actually, I think those are my faves, but. Do you have anything you would add? See, honestly, for me, like, I feel like the one that really exists in my mind still is um, Rugrats. And I, but, but I, every now and then I will get flashes back to Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. And the, I remember, like, just the broad comedic choices I thought were so funny at the time. And it's interesting because me as a child would not have said that was one of my favorite shows, but I think me as an adult, what what stuck with me, that must mean something, is the fact that I still remember, like, he would, like... This is insane, but Rocco got like flung from one house to another one time and landed in like his neighbor's like huge tits. And the woman, <laughs> the, the woman just goes, How dare you? And I was just like, That is so funny to well, me. Just like so many things. Like, I feel like I don't, I don't, I don't watch children's shows now really, so I can't really say, but it feels like we were in a time where like they were doing edgier stuff like that. Like, I feel like Pee Wee's Playhouse yeah. was another thing I was going to say as my culture. Yes, yes. Because it was like, it's kind of got a whole like undertone to it that you just don't get as a kid. And Uh it's so funny for the adults. Like there's something weird happening at all times for everyone in the room. Like, I love that. There was there there was like a sense of danger to those shows that like you don't really get like stuff now might be a little too sanitized again I don't know I'm not watching this but it but seems it like, feels like that like I yeah, feel like right. Ren and Stimpy like they would like zoom in on someone's ass and they'd right, be like, right. on their butt and it's like yeah. no one's doing that there I'm, was so I'm, much <laughs> there was butt crack in every show this is my this is my theory on no one's why, zooming in on butt crack no this is my theory on why we were able to get away with a lot and see a lot as kids because our parents were the baby boomer generation and the baby boomer generation, the way they like played and the the way that they did things is they just went out on their bike and rode around. Mm-hmm. You like, they, like my dad, when he was young in the early sixties, like, he would ride his bike from his house on Long Island to Shea Stadium, and like seriously, like wow. and ride his ride his like bike back. Or I don't know exactly where they lived. He moved around a lot, but they were so much more free as children that I don't think it was top of mind for them to be like monitoring and watching what we yeah, as children yeah. were consuming as much as Gen X parents and millennial parents, especially millennial parents are now and maybe what millennial parents are a little though? bit more lenient i don't know i think it's just i think it's just the way you learn 
to parent the way you were parented and you're you're gonna like either be overcorrective or do the same thing i remember my my parents like i was down in the basement watching whatever the fuck and then every now and then they would come down and it would be like mtv and they'd be like turn it off and you're forbidden to watch this so of course <laughs> they're gonna think i'm fine with like nickelodeon but i don't think they knew and or cared about the rampant butt crack they <laughs> didn't they didn't have the media literacy to like draw the lines in, in any like defined way so like it was just very right. arbitrary and random they'd be like mad stop watching real world or whatever well i guess yeah. it must but, have been weird too because the tv was like suddenly more and more things were available as we were yes, growing up like yes. you, we didn't have cable for a bit then we had cable and then that exactly. opens up a whole nother thing i exactly. you, what you're gonna say no, no 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 but that's 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 my point is like now you have you have gen x and millennial parents who are like who understand what's out there and like have a pretty like um macroscopic view of like all the crazy garbage that's out there that could potentially like that they kind of are clutching their pearls at like if I was a kid and like god there were so many butt cracks and, and running stimpy like I better I better make sure that my kids aren't watching butt crack well I mean it's kind of true when you think about like us all getting the internet at a certain point and then like the things you saw and did on there that were unsavory exactly. and then we were children doing these things and so as you as you have kids of your own it's like okay I know what's on the internet right. so I definitely don't want you to go look at the insane porn or whatever right like, right yeah, I exactly. remember. I remember the day like parental controls were invented. Like it was like I, I was like I was like eight or nine years old, and it was like this thing now on AOL where it was called parental controls. And you're, I remember really trying to keep it a you, secret from my you parents. You read the press release. <laughs> I like it was like one day there wasn't and then one day there was and I was yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. have to keep this from my parents so they don't stop me from going in like any old chat room which I now know looking back had oh thousands of pedos in it probably yeah, but yeah, I yeah. know did you ever watch to catch a predator yes that show is so disturbing yeah like, dark 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 I kind of loved it but it's <laughs> so disturbing <laughs> and you know the, uh, I was thinking about um how uh like that that sort of programming that was for quote unquote for kids when we were younger like didn't talk down to the kids and like um it, it, that's i think why we enjoyed it and also parents could enjoy it it sort of does remind me of story pirates which <laughs> you are also a story pirate we all have story pirates legacy yes yeah and i was just thinking about how that was something i don't know about you you probably knew everyone from from way back from but I didn't actually. I, oh. I moved to New York and joined Story Pirates. Um, I guess someone must have recommended it to me. I can't remember who the initial connection was. But then uh, Duke Doyle was a part of it. And we went to high school Dude. together. But I didn't know that he was a part of it. So it was kind of this That's like so thing. And then I didn't go to Northwestern. So I didn't know any of those people. So it was all Oh, you didn't go to, to Northwestern? No, no. I am just I just grew up down the street from it. But uh -huh. okay. I like joined and then everyone had lived in Evanston. So it was kind of a nice connection to have with people where you feel like you're sort of from the same place. But yeah. yeah. When did you meet Lauren Ashley Smith? For, well, for everyone that doesn't know, Story Pirates is a group. Uh, it's in New York and L.A. And what they do is B Bowen, myself, and Lauren are all in it. And um, it's like hundreds of actors and comedians and singers and dancers, etc., who take stories that are written by kids. And then we pick some of them and stage them as like little sketch comedy shows. And we go to the schools and perform those stories for the kids. And it's a surprise. They don't know that they're, uh, or some of their stories are going to be performed in front of their eyes. And it's just like encouraging them to write and be creative. And it's really, really fun. And 
So that's what we're talking about. I just wanted to yeah, make sure that everyone knew. Some of the school knew. shows were some of my favorite shows to do because because we would do some at like theaters and other places as well. But like the school shows were so touching because the kids have such a like heartwarming reaction to yeah, and it, and just even being being excited for each other. Like if it wasn't their story, but it was their friend, like they're so excited. They so they cute. they are all supportive. They're they like there's no like. Maybe there is, and we just don't see it. But like, there's no like air of jealousy or like contempt when, yeah. when whenever you would like you would announce the kid's story was being staged. Right. No one's going like, "Oh man, it's not mine." Like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's it's. I think what helps is it's like there's like 400 kids watching, and we do like five, and it's not like okay, right. and 98 percent of you were chosen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, my story with how I met Lauren Ashley Smith is kind of interesting because. I had joined Story Pirates and then at the time I was really into using Tumblr. So I searched Story Pirates on Tumblr and I found her blog. Oh, and great. her name was Lauren and she was in Story Pirates and I was like, my name's Lauren Einstein. But I hadn't started yet, so I hadn't met anyone. So I followed her and we like started following each other and we would message a little bit. And then we finally got to meet like at a Story Pirates rehearsal thing. And Cute. we were like lifelong friends ever since. It was I met nice. some very good friends from that. And that's I, I I'll remember I always remember a couple things from it, which is how good it felt to do those stories for the kids and you know mm. that that feeling of empowering them and you know the teachers that would come up after with tears in their eyes and being like mm-hmm. you guys picked you guys picked exactly the right kid it felt like that oh. always happened yeah. um, that so I always remember that and I always remember the great people that I met doing it and everyone you know always on the same page because it didn't pay much money but it was just no. some really good community and always I always knew when someone was in story parts that I already liked them yeah I feel the same way. It was my first like little comedy community outside after college, like before UCB even, because I was I was just Same taking classes, and I was just like, oh well, you know, I'm just meeting people here and there through classes. But like Story Pirates just felt like there was like this purpose and direction and like uh, around getting better at performance because they really do drill into you like in the trainings, like basic like commedia dell'arte principles and like really like fundamental things about performance that like no one ever really tells you out outright. Yeah, it was really helpful with like being super clear and like yes. having a point of view and and just like sticking to one thing. Like it's really helpful with all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I always forget about how like fundamental it was in my education as a performer. You're right about the clarity because it's yeah. kids watching it. And so even though some of the content is just goofy and uh, sometimes like they don't even know it, but the kids have written an edgy thing. And we as adults performing for kids are like, we're going to do this and say, well, the kid wrote it. Yeah. Um, but it really was because kids are watching it. You essentially have to perform as like a two dimensional character on stage, yeah. which I'm sure for the three of us is like kind of a thrill as people who so like yes. have the so ability fun. to be super, perhaps even Ugh. too big um but yeah what was and actually yeah, was while, while we're saying this i do want to say like in this time of quarantine you know they're not doing shows so you could definitely donate to worse places than storypirates.com if you have oh my god some yes. extra and they have a podcast if you're home with your kids they have a yes. podcast that's obviously safe for kids to listen to so that's and a fun two thing. two albums on spotify too and two oh, albums yeah. on Spotify. They're wonderful. Yeah. Lauren, what was your favorite story to perform? Do you, do you do you have one? Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I'm trying to remember. I did one. I remember doing one um, that I, was very exciting for me because I was like the lead of the story. And it was like about uh-huh. a ballerina. <laughs> and Angelica Houston was in the audience. Wow. So I remember being like, oh, my God. Yeah. So that was cool. Wow. Um 
I always liked, there was this one song that was um, Cars Crashing Into Robots. Do you know that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a song, Cars right? Cars Crashing, crashing into, into Robots. robots. Crashing into into, yeah, 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 yeah. And it had a dance. And I always liked, I always loved, because, you know, the in-story parts, like people, some people are really good singers and I wouldn't yeah. put myself in that category, but I love performing with really good singers. And they just like crush it. And like, there's something about like singing this like simple children's song, but like really well and like yeah. doing a dance. It's like thrilling. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like sh- it's like showmanship. It's like you're, you're all like working towards some common goal together. Yeah. Um, so Matt, I feel like you. Wait, what? I was what? gonna say there was one where that I was directing and <laughs> you were in the cast and we went to Austin, Texas. And the, I used to go to Austin, Texas every year with Story Pirates. In fact, one time I got chased out of a bar um, because someone. It was after the show. We all went out in Austin and someone. We went to a taco truck and I felt the guy took my money from me and of course I was like too drunk so that I got like. <laughs> I had to be like kicked out of this bar in Austin on, wow. on a story by a strip. Well, you might have to cut that out. Maybe not. Um, but anyway, um, I remember the story that we did was I wrote it or adapted it based on what the kid had written. And it was called when you see me dance. Bowen, do you oh, remember? I love this story. It was about this like um, <laughs> little girl who the mother was very mean. And the mother was like, you can't dance. Like that's not what we do. Now do your homework. And she's like, but you haven't even seen me dance. And when you see me dance, I know you'll change your mind. And like, I made it into this song and Bowen Beautiful. played the mother. <laughs> And Bowen, so sweet. It was very sweet. Bowen at the end had to run through the aisle. I had him come through. There was like the stadium seating in this elementary school for some reason, and I had him come all the way down the stairs, watching Chrissy Shackelford like dance, and he was like, "I'm watching her dance, and." I'm changing my mind. I love that. And do you remember the song, Bowen? I, it's it's like tucked away. Like as soon as you sing the first two notes, like I'll know what you do. It was when you see me dance, it will change, change your, your mind. mind. When you <sighs> see me dance, you're gonna change your mind. Wait, that's not how I it went. Love yes, that. that was how. Wow, it went. wow. I mean, it was a beautiful story. Beautiful. And I'll just never forget Bowen singing it. <laughs> that sounds beautiful. When you see me dance, it sounds like a, a movie that wins Sundance or something. Like <gasps> it just is like a cool, interesting title for something. Yes, well, I remember yes. like I was reading it, like the kid wrote it and it was so like purposefully written. She was like, my mother wouldn't let me dance. And I thought to myself, when you see me dance, you will change your mind. And I was just like, this is it. Like this is jumping so off good. the page. It's so beautiful. good. Bowen, what's yours? My my favorite stock story is Apple Land, which um You are so good at Apple Land. <laughs> Lauren, did you ever did you ever see Apple Land? Lauren actually LAS did did it a couple times. I don't know if I know that one. How did it go? Okay, so basically it's it's so crazy. It's um this whoever introduces is like is like a, this next story is written by someone named Siani and it's called Apple Land. And then I come out, let's just say I'm I'm driving us and I go, Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Siani, and I am gonna tell you guys about the most amazing apple-filled place. It's called Apple Land. Okay, do you guys want to know how to get there? Oh no, no, no. And then I bring out my three best friends to tell them how to get there. And I'm getting them hyped up about Apple Land. And then I'm like, okay, and it's basically this like this like Beckett place play where like i'm screaming (laughs) 
It's I'm amazing. S- it's amazing. And I'm screaming at my friends for not getting it right, for not following my directions. And then like, you never get to Apple land. <laughs> and I fully have a n- nervous breakdown in the, in, in the story. It's, it's truly. Bowen crazy. is so good in it. I, I remember like, it was like a legend. I, I, I thought I knew like, I thought I knew what Bowen could do. Oh, and then God. I saw Bowen perform Apple land. <laughs> I was always that kid that I was the kid. I was always that one that was doing wanted to do the musical stories. And even though Apple Land was not a musical story, I loved that one. It was a fun that one. I mean, that sounds so funny. It sounds it's like the way you describe it is the perfect story pirate sort of setup. Like it's just yep. a, one person's got a whole thing. They bring in their friends. They tell each friend, and then yep. they do the next thing. It's like very fun. It's very it's satisfying. So good. I, I I miss story pirates a lot. Yeah, I just, it's so sweet. Yeah, it's a great little great little comp. And that's a great short word comp. for company. Um, <laughs> it's a great little comp. <laughs> the little comp that could. Um, yes. So listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break and we're going to be back with Lauren Lapkus. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of laundry and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we're back with Lauren Lapkus. And here's, here's the deal. We're rolling around on that time where it becomes time for I Don't Think So, Honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before we do, I want to tell you something. I thought that there were many failings of the second Jurassic World. But num- <gasps> the number one failing was number that one. you were not in it. I can't believe that. I I have questions myself, but you know. You, you were the standout part of Jurassic World. And I was like, Thank you. honestly, the joke. Can you tell us, was that joke in the script, that thing of Jake going Are up you to kiss Jake? you and you being like, I have a boyfriend? No. So it was like, we kind of. There we we shot two versions, so we shot one where we kissed, and it was kind of like the underdogs getting their moment of you know like the nerd moment of like because sure. initially I I believe what it was was that initially um, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt did not kiss in the script, uh-huh. but then they had a passionate kiss within a they scene sure did. right that was improvised, <gasps> but but great. This is my understanding. I could be incorrect, but I think that's true. Wow, great. And so we shot both ways because. They weren't sure if they were going to use that because that wasn't intended. Right. Oh or God. if we would have, because initially it was supposed to be funny that we were the ones who have the kiss because that's unexpected. Right. And right. then then we shot a version where we improvised the boyfriend thing of like, let's just go back and forth with like what you would say. Yeah, I don't want to kiss you. And, you know, yeah. so that was very fun. <laughs> <gasps> it's, that's to me, it's, to me, it's the standout moment of the f- the whole film. Oh, thanks! Number was, one so best fun. part of the movie. Thank you. Well, I, I, I that's a lie. The best part of the movie is Dallas Howard outrunning a T Rex in in heels, kid yes. heels. Yeah, that, and, and of course Bryce Dallas Howard's hair. But yes. But she's she's like perfect in the whole thing. But I, I mean, I, I love Bryce Dallas. I'm a Bryce Dallas Howard stan, and I yeah. I I, I Bryce literally Howard stan. I'm a Bryce Dallas Howard stan. Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard. It's actually rule of culture number thirty one. It's Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> um, can what is she like? She was so nice. She was really cool. And she showed me that she can cry out of whichever eye you tell her to. Yeah, she's done that uh, on, she on like, late night shows. She's did really she? Good. She was like, she was like, yeah, tell me which one. And I was like, that one. And she was like, and then like uh, a tear just popped out. I was like so jealous. To me, that's also uh, an iconic part of Jurassic World is when the Indominus Rex is like has its face coming around the thing and she just turns to one she turns to one side and a single tear rolls down her eye. So I'm good. like, come on. So oh good. God. She's giving it everything to this film. I want to do that. Yeah. It was literally Bowen and I said to each other, like, that we couldn't believe we respected that movie so much that they did that joke of, Oh, I have a boyfriend. Like it was yeah. so unexpected. So great. Well, the director, Colin Trevorrow, he like, he has like a comedic background too. He did like a, a that indie movie safety, not guaranteed with Jake. Oh, Johnson right, before. right, right. That was like his bigger, like that was like the movie he had done right before he did Jurassic world. So, mm-hmm. um, he has a sense of humor and that was great to be able to do something funny in that movie. 
Yeah, that rocked. And I thought I th- I think that Jurassic World sometimes gets a gets an unfair shake because I think it's really fun. And my, my number one problem with Jurassic Park is I felt like you didn't see enough of the theme park. Like when you say like Donna's yeah. Dinosaur theme park, like I want to see that. Yeah. Um, well, so and I, I think that that movie Jurassic World has a lot of great like the the Mastodon eating the thing, eating the thing or whatever. You know, it's like I yeah. don't even know the names so of all the great. things, but it's so shocking. It's it was right. drag. It was drag, which is what <laughs> I want from those movies like Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. It wasn't drag. It wasn't yeah. like camp. Like that's why I like Rise of Skywalker is because it was drag and camp and for the young gay girls. I can't wait for to the watch young that. gay girl. I'm actually excited now that you said that. Oh, it's for the young gay girls. Yeah, Let me yeah. tell you, we got we got Carrie Russell in a fucking skin tight uh, bounty hunter outfit. We got a little little guy named Babu Frick. Oh, girl, we, it's <laughs> it's for the it's and and then honestly. It it goes down with Kylo Ren and Ms. Ray, and it goes so, down. Okay, really? Oh my God, Nicole and I are gonna freak Honey. out. We wrote we wrote fan fiction that's like literally porn about them. <laughs> oh my God, literally when it goes down between when it goes down between Ms. Ray and Kylo Ren, I scream. I was with Matt Whitaker. We saw it in 4DX. Our chairs were spinning. Oh, it was no. a it was what a is roller. 4D? It's a play. Honey, girl, basically, it, it was a theme basically park ride. it was basically a theme park ride. Oh, I never the, heard the that. chair is moving. Anytime there's water, you get fully sprayed in the face. It's iconic. Wow. And when they and the big the best special effect is what has the chemistry between Miss Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. And when it went down between them, I literally screamed in the theater. Yes, I was well, like I can't wait. so into it. Wow. Okay, good. That's what we were like. This is the horniest movie. The Last Jedi is so horny. They're like so they want horny. each other so bad, and then nothing really happens. It's really disappointing, but. You will wow. love it. I haven't seen it either. I, I I got now. I'm like I'm gonna decide between Survivor and Star and Last Jedi or Rise well, of Skywalker. Both great epic pieces of content. Maybe maybe well maybe you should start Survivor with Lauren mm-hmm. and then also virtually watch Rise yes. of Skywalker at the same time as Lauren. Yes. Matt, you need to say like what <laughs> what Survivor we need to watch because I don't want to just waste my time with some season that's not that good. So here's the deal. I would say ordinarily I would say you should start with an early season um, to sort of get acclimated to what the rules are. But you know what the rules are. It's 16 people on an island or wherever. They split up into two tribes. The tribes compete and like one wins and they have to vote and, and the other team has to vote someone out. It whittles down to, to yeah, nine, there's a merge, et cetera. I... So you get that. So yeah. what, it, with that being said, and this is for all the readers as well, I would start with season seven, which is Pearl Islands. Mm. This is what I would do. Season seven, Pearl Islands. Season seven of 40. Let of 40. Said. Then yeah. season 13, which is <laughs> Cook Islands. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then personally for me, I would follow the journey of Parvati, the character Parvati, or the contestant Parvati. She is real, um, which is season 17, Micronesia. And then we'll talk. Okay, that feels and, like enough homework. Yeah. Wow. I, wrote I mean, it that's down. three she, seasons. She, she did write it down. We can, we can yeah. improve. Mm-hmm. She wrote it down. Mm-hmm. We can and um, that's what I'll say about that. But okay. listen, it's actually, in fact, time for I Don't Think So Honey. Yay. It is time. It is time, and Matt's coming in hot with a, an already controversial one that he's given away, but I can't wait to, he- to hear the points around it. So do you okay. want to just start? I'll start. Okay, all right. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't 
think so, honey. Fetch the bolt cutters. I, I just, I try <laughs> so hard. And I also really don't think so, honey, that I know I'm wrong and the attitude around it. But I'm sorry. This is the same reason why I don't like Wes Anderson because I don't think so, honey, Wes Anderson. I don't want to listen to a song that was obviously inspired by like the way a cracker dissolved in my hot, hot soup. It's like this twee stuff that I really don't like. Honestly, I don't think so, honey, that people are so obsessed with this album because I saw girls in seconds. Brooklyn do this same kind of music music the same type of way i don't understand what's so new and special about it beside the fact that it's you obviously miss fiona apple honey i saw tune yards do this eight years ago Ooh. in brooklyn and it, guess what i didn't like seconds. it then and it almost led to the breakup of my then relationship because i was like i can't even pretend to like this and he got mad at me and he is one of you the people out there who act superior because i don't get this fiona apple thing but it's a bunch of nickels in a jar getting shaken around and someone d singing like a rabbit over it i don't think so honey okay and that's one minute I just uh, don't wow. get it. I, I haven't listened to it yet. I, I think I can't weigh in. I don't know yet. That's Listen. okay. I feel like Matt, the only thing that I will agree with you on is that it, it is very similar to early tune yards where it's like, okay, it's like, it's not fully novel. I mean, the, 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 the thing that people are like freaking out about is like the, the novelty around like what she's doing with like instruments and how like she like basically like, produced it from home and like you know like there's 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 all this like fun lore to it that's very like on the nose fiona apple like she's topping I mean, on it she's topping on a box with the with her dog bones in it like it's like stuff like that it's like the the mythos of fiona is like suffused through the whole thing and so people are like loving it which like I mean, for, for if you if you like have followed her album to album it's very satisfying but i get like for someone who hasn't really like latched onto it ever at any point like i, I get how that like feels I get how that feels like inaccessible, but, but I don't, I, I think it's a little reductive for you to call it twee though. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a misuse of the word, but for me, it's just like, I, I understand that there's like powerful lyricism happening. Like I read the lyrics and I understand, I get it. But for me, it's like, um, I just, I, I knew that when you, when you rub two nickels together, it makes a sound, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> not like a revolutionary 10 on pitchfork for me. Mm. And so, for me, I guess what I'm really, I don't think so honeying at the core is this sort of like embellishment and hyperbolic, like insane praise the album is getting because I think it's, you know, exactly what Joanna Newsom has done her entire career. Mm. It's, it's not quite. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this is my, this well, now, is my well, opinion. Now, but now I sound like a jerk and I'm like, uh. See, but this is what I, and this is the war that they're trying to start. This is the is, war. Is they're trying to start a war between high and low class. <laughs> and and they've been trying to do that with me and Bowen because yes. I am famously low class and Bowen is famously high class. Mm. Bowen is the Atlantic where I am us weekly. And that's actually. I going to say the Pacific. I was like, how is the Pacific low class? <laughs> low brow. <laughs> Well, you know, the Pacific has all the big sharks. Anyway, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> I, got, I, got shark claw. I did a shark claw. Um, anyway, that's what I think. And I'll give it another shot, but I really tried, guys. I, I really tried hard to like this one. This is this is the thing. Okay. And I also want to respond just um, to, to this to this whole thing. Like, mm -hmm. I've seen girls in Brooklyn do this. But, like, like, the thing is, like, Viona, like, basically invented, like, having, like, like banging on keyboards and like truly like having a full on meltdown in front of a piano. Did she invent it? I didn't realize that. I feel like I feel like she kind of did. And just in in terms of like culturally how we like assign meaning to um an artist like performing that, like 
I think that's like that trope is I think like something that made. I respect her. I really respect her, and I would welcome her looking me in my eyes and saying "fuck you." I, <laughs> I, I like. I would love it. I, I mean, I, I'm a fan. It's just that it's the hyperbolic response to it, which I'm like, yeah. God, you would think you were a fucking idiot for not liking this, and it's just it's cuckoo. Sure. Sure. Wow. Okay. But it's honestly, maybe that's what I should go to therapy about. Maybe it's my own problem. But I respect my own the difference question. of opinion. I think it's fair. I'm sure there are people who agree with you, but it's just a, where it's that thing where you're like, I don't want to say it. Yeah, scared. Like, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Wow. And here's the thing. Now is the time, since my I don't think so, honey, has ended. Now <laughs> is the time that we pass it on to Bo and Yang, and he does one. And I don't think okay. so, honey. That is, okay. um, and I'm actually just stalling because I got my get my stopwatch. Okay. okay, here we go. This is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Plants. Yes, I'm coming after plants on 420. But I have a beautiful monstera sitting in the corner. I don't know if I'm watering it too much or not watering it enough. I look it up on the internet. It says water it once a week, but it seems like that's not enough because the plants are the leaves are yellowing, and I'm leaving it in like a decently lit corner. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what I don't know what it means to have a damn green thumb in this world anymore. How do you intuit any of this shit? No plants. It's a scam. Seconds. It's a scam for people like me to feel bad about themselves for not being able to sustain life this way. And plants, you're busted. You're done. <laughs> I'm done with you. And you, you know what? So what if the earth rots? And if it means that you guys are gone and out of this world, then good riddance. Seconds. Good riddance, plants. While we're talking about, I'm going to talk about weed, indica. You're not working for me any, anymore. No indica is helping me fall asleep. I still feel a little too five ooh, seconds ooh, 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 on indica and <laughs> plants in general, including marijuana. You're trash. And that's one minute. Wow. You, wow. And and he thinks he could just live without plants. It's so funny. It's so funny, but. <laughs> It's I actually so really funny. relate to you, though, because I've never kept a plant alive. And I have a fake plant behind me. It's gorgeous. It doesn't yeah, matter. It, See, it I, always I can looks tell. perfect. Yeah. I can you know, tell. You just aren't getting the right plants. You know who bought me a plant for my housewarming? Um, Joel Kim Booster. Joel Kim Booster. And he got me a very good plant. And the reason why it's very good is because it's, I don't know what it really is the deal with it is. Maybe it's a fern because you barely have to water it. That's what I need. I need something yeah. where like I need something where it never needs water and then when it does it goes, Hey, can you water me? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I can't guess. I have a succulent. I've killed succulents before. Me too. I don't know. Me too. We're gonna have Joel Kim Booster reach out to you with the plant that he got me. I, I would love I, th to I know. think that you would enjoy this particular type of girl. Okay. I think and, it's and, nice when people have plants in their house. I feel like yes. it looks like good, Oh, I think but. it's it's the difference between nice decor and not whoa but, hold on i don't know some minimalist would slit your damn throat over that <laughs> the, minim the minimalist the minimalist can come for me okay but here's the thing this is this is the thing about watering plants you don't water a plant and the plant's like hey come water me and the leaves start to go a little bit and you're like okay i'll water it and i keep watering it and the leaves don't get better right mm. it's it's they're not like wolverine where they start to regenerate it's you, you never you can never win you never can win with the plant so there you go. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. It's like, it's like having an opinion. Mm -hmm. Truly. In, in this country. In this country. Okay, Lauren Lapkus, I think it's time for your I don't think so, honey. Are you ready? I am. Okay, this is Lauren Lapkus's I don't think so, honey. Her time starts now. 
I don't think so, honey. Me not dusting under my bed for many months at a time. <laughs> I don't know what I think I'm doing by not dusting under my bed. I think in my mind, it's kind of a, if I don't see it, it's not there sort of situation because wow. I will dust everything else around mm. my bed. But then time comes when quarantine is time and that yes. is when I am inside now. And mm-hmm. I am realizing I will do a deep clean and I go under the bed and I realize there is a full animal made out of dust that lives Ooh. under the bed. And let me tell you, I had my allergies done. Seconds. A couple of years ago, and I don't think so, honey. The only allergy I really have being dust mites. So why do I not dust? What is wrong with me? Why don't I respect myself? I think it's a real. It shows a real low self esteem that I don't feel like mm. I need to go under the bed once a week and get all that stuff out from under there. I also have two pets, and I don't know what dust is, but it does make me feel really, really gross when I pull out a huge pile of gray oh. out from oh, under my no. bed. I am a gross human being. Five seconds. I am an adult, and I do not clean under my bed enough, and I don't think so, honey. And that's yeah. one minute. Very good. Can Perfect. I say, you got to give yourself a break because let me tell you what's hard to get to. That space under your bed. It really it's not is. Easy. Yes. You have to get down in your stomach with a Swiffer on a thing and start pulling. It's like not easy. No way. And and like, well, I got to ask, what's the, what, what's the distance? What's the height we're talking about of, of empty space? Um, less than a foot. Still not enough. Yeah. Still yeah. not enough. Still, still tight. It's you tight. Know, it's tight. They also form so quickly. Like I, I just moved to a yeah. new apartment, and so I'm trying to, at least in my beginning months being here, like make it a habit of vacuuming. And I'll be shocked sometimes. Like I'll have just vacuumed, and already they'll be like these. Like I don't know. Maybe it's like where the way the light comes into my room or what. I don't know. But th- it really like you got to be on it to have a totally dust free apartment. Do you sometimes think that vacuums like create their own dust within them? Because sometimes like I'll yes. empty the thing and then I'll vacuum again and it's full. I'm like, how is it full? <laughs> there was that much on the ground. I don't I don't know. I don't believe you. It's, it's wow. also shock. It's shocking when you vacuum and you see how much dust is in there from just like a couple minutes. It's You're disgusting. Like, I was living with this all around like this was like, in the air. It's kind of like when you drive in LA and like, like that during the fire season in LA, when you see what happens to the outside of your car. Yes. All the ashes and everything. Yeah. Sick. Yikes. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is what we breathe. I know it's bad. It's bad. Truly not good. I'm happy that everyone heard that so that now they can know it's time to fucking vacuum. You got to get under there. It's not easy, but it's, you got to do it. I can't believe that like things that we can't even see are like fucking up the world right now, including dust, including dust. I know. I know. Well, it's that's what it's it's so crazy this time. I'm not saying anything new, but like the idea of going outside and just being like, is it going to be here? Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. So crazy. It makes it's everyone wild. feel unsettled. It's wild. And I say mm-hmm. dust. I say you can't see dust, but you can see it. But in terms of like <laughs> a single speck of dust, it's got to collect. No, yeah. you, you can't see you it. You can't see it. I don't see it on see my it. rug and then I vacuum and it's the biggest pile of gray that anyone's ever seen inside there. And I'm like, I, uh, what? excuse me. Yeah, I don't it's know. like a, it's like mm. a damn crypt. <laughs> it's a damn crypt. You Absolutely. couldn't tell me that I wasn't living in a damn crypt. If it were Legends, for the dust. Remember Legends of the Crypt? Or what was that show called? <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Tales yes. from the Crypt. Where is the Crypt Keeper? Bring him Wait, back. Good, good movie recommendation is Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. This has Billy Zane. This has Jada Pinkett. And this has CCH Pounder. And this is a movie that people should seek out. It is absurd. It is Tales from the Crypt branded horror. And it is cuckoo Lulu crazy. Oh, that sounds good. I love it. I love it. 
Check that out. I love Jada. I love Red Table Talk. I know we're like wrapping it up, but I just want to jam. I, no, no. I, I, I've watched some Red <laughs> Table Talk too, and I'm going to say those ladies go there. I they love do. it. I love it. They really go there. It's Every like my favorite generation. online show. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, I mean, anytime, listen, anytime the kids are on, huge what? Can we talk about Quibi and how I just got it the other day and I started watching Game Show and it's so yes! funny. Thank oh you. my god! Congratulations! You it's have to so be good. on the second season as a woman who oh, gets it. I would it. love to. Oh my god, I love it. And Gabrus was so funny. It's so good. <gasps> my he partner. is a he is a yes. game show winner of the live version. It didn't go his way on game show uh, on Quibi, but he is a very game partner. He's a veteran. Yeah, yeah, he's so great. He's yeah, so awesome, I, and best. he's the best. And it was it was fun. And by the way, it's out now for every, all those readers who haven't yet watched it. And Quibi has a ninety day free trial. And I don't work for Quibi. I'm just telling you this. And also, there's a show yeah. on there that I got into that was called, um, it's called F- Murder House Flip or something. House and it's flip. like, it's like houses where there was a horrible murder that people bought and then yeah. they have to flip it so they don't think about the murder all the time. And it's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, uh, that's a really good show. And I couldn't believe what it was about. And I, I, it kind of felt like it, that like a lot of the criticisms that the reviews of Quibi shows have been getting is like, it feels like a 30 Rock joke. And I'm like, yeah, but those 30 Rock jokes it's are funny. Fun. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you would watch all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's another show called Dishmantled, which is Titus Burgess host, where it's like they literally rocket out of a can in like a dish at I these saw- two chefs and then the chefs have to like taste what's been, <laughs> just been shot at them and they have they have like 30 minutes to make that dish and whoever's closer wins five thousand dollars and it's so that's funny. hilarious and it's, it's so fun. it's literally five and a half minutes long they well, have like the er- thing. they have like erica jane guest judging it it's like fun it's no, so it's really stupid fun. I like how short the things are uh, for this weird time that we're in because I know it's kind of meant for being on the go, but I I wanted to try it out and I've been using it while I do like a chore. I'll be like, okay, I'll watch one Quibi while I do my sit-ups and then I'll watch Mm -hmm. one Quibi while I do this other thing. And so it kind of breaks things up. Wait, you know what would be fun, which I'm just realizing, is we should have you and you should be paired with Mike Castle. (gasps) <gasps> oh my god I would love that oh my god I love that doesn't good, happen I love a good marital yeah. moment like on the live show we had Naomi Ekperrigan and Andy Beckerman and that I was really fun I love that couple and the I best. think they're the so best. funny together and Naomi is also like one of the f- she needs to like skyrocket I'm yes. like waiting for this moment she's one of the so funniest funny. people one of the fun yeah. Naomi Naomi is my boyfriend's favorite comedian She's that is so from perfect. Even from, from way before we met, he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, do you know Naomi Ekperrigan? <gasps> She's my favorite comedian." And like, <laughs> she's hey. so funny. I love her. Uh, her just her perspective. She's just so unique. That's and great. my boyfriend doesn't does impressions of Naomi, and I say, "Hold on now, hold on now, Don't and, do it." And then I told Naomi that I have a Jubu. <laughs> you do have a Jubu. I do. I have a Jubu. <laughs> That's Aww. nice. But yeah, it's. You can do an impression of Naomi. She goes, white women. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That's that's a lot my, like my Tracy's, my Amanda's, don't go jogging after dusk. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, timeless, like, like whatever, like cadence or something. She has a mature she, voice. Yes. Yeah. So good. It's majestic. Yeah. Majestic and regal. Yeah. She regal. is the best. Yeah. 
Yeah. The funniest yeah. ever. But you I know agree. who else is the funniest and best ever is you, Lauren Lapkus. Lauren. Thank you. You guys are the best. I'm so happy I got to do this. This was so fun. You And the thing is, like, we had uh, Ego Wodum on the show last week, and I was like, ugh, we keep having these great remote episodes, but you got to come back so we can be in the flesh. Yes. I'd love this, to do that, too. Yeah. Come on. In the damn room. In the damn room. Oh, my room. God. I love Ego. Oh, my God. And she I loved SNL out. last weekend with um the From Home stuff. I thought it was yeah. really funny. There's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. There was good stuff. We might do it again. We'll see. I was thinking, like last weekend, I was like, "Wait, where is it?" But yeah. it's a lot to it's a lot to produce in one week from home. I'm sure it was crazy with like getting people all the props yeah. and cameras and things. Exactly. I think I I think that Saturday Night Live will be back. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Of course. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think they're gonna figure out a way to come back that SNL. It's, it, he's, it's a dumb bit. Oh, I see. I it's see, a dumb I bit. See. I was like, what do you mean? Of course it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, seek out all of Lauren Lapkus. Not that you really need to because the woman is everywhere. And uh, Watch me on um, Good Girls. And I have a movie coming out <gasps> called The Wrong oh, Missy on Netflix. Yes, yes, on Netflix. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, we didn't uh, plug the Netflix movie. No, we're doing it now. It's on May 13th. Yeah, The Wrong yes. Missy on May yes. 13th. Yes. And watch. Uh, you're on Good Girls, which I love. I love yeah, Good Girls. Yeah, it's really fun. It's on NBC. I love what that show. What a damn cast. Did you get to yeah. work with Christina Hendricks? I did. I Woo! did. She's so nice. Love and she her. Has, she had her cute dog on set. And the dog was so sweet. She's uh, great. Wow. Yeah. Love Love we call, we called her a gay icon to her face, Matt. Remember? Yep. It was fun. It was and fun. she was like, so great. And she was like, oh, well, that's nice. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's, it's important. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this has been an absolutely stunning episode and it's called war. I love and, it. And war. you know, you know, the way we end every episode is with a song. All right. What I need is a good defense Because I'm feeling like a criminal And I need to be redeemed Oh, my God, and again Completely go off Bye There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.